uh, bring in Graham Potter. That's what I've been saying. Uh, well, another one. Zidane, Nate. Zidane? I don't know about Zidane. <laughs> I want Graham Potter over Zidane, mate. I'm telling you. I'm yeah, that's, a wild, that's a wild. That's a hot take, bro. No way. Graham Potter's a fucking electric factory. You so you'd rather take if Zidane said he'll come to Arsenal, you'd rather take Graham Potter than Zinedine Zidane? Yes. Unless Zidane's gonna play. If it's to play on my team, I'm taking Zidane. The man what has Graham Potter done that Zidane has? Graham Potter has Brighton in fourth place. On today's footy corner, a shootout at the old KP Corral puts Ole in United's 30-match unbeaten road run to rest as United forget how to defend in the last 12 minutes. Similarly, Wolves put up a tray of goals in the last 10 minutes to come back in the West Midlands Derby at Villa Park. Liverpool clocked the Watford Wankers at Vicarage. Luis Diaz is sent off after a match, then cries. And Maritimo is absolute dog shit. Along with the typical nonce of the week, predictions, and gambling corner, next. And we are back on the footy corner. Arine, how's everything going? Um, everything is going well. Everything's going great. Found some more good news out today, but I can't announce it until next week until things get finalized. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's uh, that's also some good good soccer going on. So how about yourself? Yeah, the the pod is ready for whenever that happens to hear some news. Uh, yeah, not, you know, same old, same old here, right? We uh, we got a nice Bulls win tonight. Shout out, shout out Bulls uh, for being the right. first Chicago team, well, aside from the sky, to win since I've turned 35. So that's good. <laughs> it's been three days and oh. I've, I haven't had a win. You said first Chicago team? First any team, I guess, that I root for that's won a game since I had my birthday on Sunday. So I was wondering if I was just a curse, if I could just reverse my age. But well, the Blackhawks may never win a game again. So <laughs> it was fun while it lasted. We got three Stanley Cups. We could die happy. If their coach doesn't get fired, mate, I I don't know what it's going to take. Quenville only got, he got fired after like seven games or eight or nine or whatever it was. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. Um, everything's in shambles on that front. You know, Aaron Rodgers owns us apparently. So that kind of sucks. He does not own anything. <laughs> but we have that. But yes, the soccer has been incredible. And we'll get into that. And we'll kind of go in the order it happened. We'll start with the weekend, even though I know today was bananas. And I, and I get so envious because oh. I'm oh, good. One more quick shout out, because I don't think we're going to talk about it on the pod. Okay. The Chicago Fire actually won a game. Yeah, <laughs> I saw they won four Just now, just Cincinnati. like an hour ago, the final is out. They beat... Cincinnati four to three in Cincinnati, I think. So that's incredible. That might be their first road win in years. Yeah. I just wanted to wanna... shout them out because we are a soccer podcast and I guess our local side, um, <laughs> literally across the street, just won a uh, professional soccer game. So that's cool. <laughs> Which they don't do often. There we go. So it's a good night. It is a good night in Chicago. <laughs> they literally beat the worst team in the office. They did. They aren't they like the second worst team though? Like, wasn't this like I don't know the fire? Yeah. Um, wasn't this like the Jeff beating the blind? Like, what's going on here? Yeah, I was gonna say shout out to Jeff because I think Toronto is the only team that's worse than the fire, along with Cincinnati. (laughs) So, (laughs) is there really Toronto's worse than us? Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, 
That is, yeah, they are. Well, Cincinnati, first of all, has 20 points out of 30 games. That's awful. Toronto is 25 out of 30 and the fire 31 out of 31. So, so, well, that's because when you look at, so like if you're joining the MLS, I've been to Cincinnati, Ohio. And out of all the cities on this list that I'm looking at, that's got to be the worst city to play in, right? Like in in MLS. Yes. Can you name a city that's worse? Or no. that's less, I won't say worse. I'll say less appealing. No, no, that's probably less appealing than anything here. That's true. Maybe Salt Lake. Utah is beautiful, man. I don't, I don't know. It is. It's got good hiking, but like they're, they don't have the regular beer. You can't oh, drink like buckets. the normal person. Don't the percentages go down in their beer? Yeah. I yeah, they so. do. But anyway, um, yeah, that is crazy. Good shot. Oh, Minnesota. And uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's well, that's probably worse. You're right. It's too cold. Yeah. But uh, speaking of MLS talk. Yeah, that, that's talking MLS. <laughs> speaking of a United, we'll start there. We'll start. We'll go in order. We'll start with the weekend, even though I know. And this is what I was going to say. I get so envious because mm. like, I teach during the times these matches happen. And every time I come back from like class, I get to see like the last 20 minutes, but they're like 48 texts in each chain. And it's like, just shit has gone bananas. So I have to kind of catch a little tidbits here on Twitter and just kind of take what people said. Although here's the awesome news folks next semester. I, ha- I kind of have my schedule and I'm done teaching by one forty-five on a few days that champions league would be on, on, uh, on Wednesdays, on Mondays, I'm done then. And on Tuesday, I start at 9.30 a.m. in one campus, and I finish at 9.30 p.m. on another, but in between there's a gap. So, <laughs> so there's that. I'll be, I'll be much more well-versed. Um, so let's get started on what happened in the weekend first. I think the match of the Premier League week was a, a United team, Manchester United, losing 4-2 to Leicester. Uh, Greenwood and Tielemans with some strikes outside of the box in the first half. So Yuchu, our boy, uh, gave Leicester the lead. Rashford tied it. Vardy gave Leicester the lead again 54 seconds later and passed Sindaka, put it away in what was a bananas, I'd say, final 12 minutes. And I caught it, which saw four goals, saw United unravel. It saw United's away undefeated streak end at 30. Do you know when the last time was United lost an away game, by the way? Do you have a guess at who it was against? Lost an away game. It was in January of 2020. Oh wow! So not too long ago, like yeah, almost two years. So it was maybe. during. It was behind closed doors. It uh, yes, no, it wasn't behind closed doors. Not yet. Not yet. Um, so this streak doesn't really count because yeah. most of them are. Um, I don't know Sheffield. No, think close to you. Good guess though. Yeah, Liverpool. Yep. 2-0 against Liverpool, January 2020. Uh, but I think the key wow, here... we're about to do that again. Yeah, <laughs> you guys are playing them this weekend. Uh, the key in this one, the big talk, it was a crazy last few minutes, but the big talk is Ole. Again, Ole's been in the spotlight. Uh, he's in for a tough stretch. We look at their fixture list coming up. Today was a little, quote-unquote, break in that, even though Atalanta is not a walk in the park. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure they have Liverpool coming up. They have City coming up. Um you know, Olay and how the how this United team has been managed, 
have they sort of opened the way? I think the top three are kind of cemented right now, but have they opened the way for fourth place to other teams? Um, yeah, I guess so. Um, yeah, with the, <laughs> I don't know, actually, because all the other teams are kind of trash. <laughs> so, no, well, I'm going to say no. I think United still got the four spot pretty locked down. You don't think it's going to open up a space for any team that catches fire, especially because they're in sixth now. They have a, their, you know, their schedule hasn't been awful. Mm-hmm. Their next few games are Liverpool at home at Tottenham, City at home. Then at Watford is a little break in the action. Then it's at Chelsea and then Arsenal. Well, yeah, maybe short term because I don't think they're going to win their next few games, but. Um, they're obviously got, with with tough um, games. There's going to be a streak of easy games, and I think when you look on paper, I I don't see a team around them that I would say is like better than United on paper. So okay. I'm going to give United the the edge there. Okay, I disagree. I think the door is open. Okay, who, who more, though, like? I, I'm not sure, but you, you give it a couple of weeks and we'll start seeing a team separate and get hot. I don't know who it is. I mean, but Brighton I think the doors open. Drop. Brighton might, yeah. I don't. I mean, they've drawn might. the last couple of matches. They're gonna drop. No, they will. They're in fourth. That's not gonna last. Yeah. But you know, I don't know if a team like West Ham, Everton, can get hot. You never know. West Ham like was in fourth like the whole year last year, which was wild. Even as much as I hate to say it, you never know if Tottenham's going to get hot. If if Mikel Arteta gets canned, maybe Arsenal does something. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just – something tells me the door is open now. And mm. as long as Ole is on that side, sideline, yeah, there are only so many times that Ronaldo can save him, mate. We'll get to that. I say that, but he he does it every game. It's crazy because when it turned – when it became 2-2, I swear to God, mentally – I just assumed that it was going to be three, two. And I was just like, it's probably going to be Ronaldo. Like it's just natural. Well, you're talking about today. You're not, you're talking not, not this yeah. game. Not yeah. Not this game. game, but like the champion. And what happened in the Leicester game when it turned two two, mate, where was Ronaldo? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Where was he? <laughs> I don't know. You can't save him every time. That's what I'm saying. Ole got in his own way and uh, who knows what happened. I don't know. But yeah. uh, not sure. that's an interesting but topic. I want to know what the people think. Who's they just got him. He actually scored four today in their Europa League game, by the way. They got him from Salzburg. Yeah. Why would you a, leave a club that's in Champions League, mate? Head's gone. Money. The money. Um, but yeah, and let us know at the footy corner two. Is there a team that United has left the door open for? Or have they left the door open? Um, we'll see if the intern puts that uh poll up. We'll come back to them later, I'm sure, in Champions League talk. Any last bits about Leicester before we go to the next match? Still not good. Okay, still not good. The verdict. Well, let's go to another interesting match. The result wasn't surprising. Chelsea did win one nothing over Brentford. It was a Ben Chilwell goal. He did score for the third straight match, which is a bit bananas. But really what happened, I think the story of this match is that it kind of was a struggle for Chelsea, uh, especially in the second half. They were really holding off attacks from Brentford. It was so much so to the point that Edward Mendy, one man of the match, you go to second half stats, uh, Brentford had 15 shots in the second half, seven of them on target to Chelsea's one, zero on target. Uh, 32 touches in the box for Brentford, five for Chelsea. So, I mean, that is absolutely wild. My question to you is, does this speak more 
to Brentford's chances of being, again, that tough, threatening side at home that we discussed? Or does Chelsea maybe have a little of those kinks in the armor uh, when they face a team that presses pretty hard? We saw what City did to them. We saw Brentford pressing pretty hard in this match. Um, I honestly, I have no comment on this. I think you should probably talk about it more than me, but <laughs> I think it was a good one for Chelsea. That's just the only takeaway that I'm going to say about this game. Well, I'll agree with you on that. I, I do agree that, because uh, you know me, I said that any win at Brentford, I said Brentford. I did not watch is. this game. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, that's fine. I, I mean, I, but Brentford, I mean, knowing those stats though, you know, I, I know that, that Brentford is going to give teams troubles at their home, but the way they've played, I mean, I want to give them a little credit and I shouldn't say this because, you know, I picked Chelsea to win. They, they, I mean, they've just gone and won the match. What can you do about that other than win? But it kind of took away a little confidence I have in them of winning the league. You know, it it gave me a, a small doubt and, you know, I don't know why. I don't know what it is. I'm not sure. Maybe I'm thinking that, Tuchel has been solved to some extent and that teams will look at what city did to them and say, Hey, this worked against this team. Now they can look at what Brentford did, even though it was a loss, you saw those stats in the second half, a team that's a little more clinical, maybe finishes those chances. I also think for Chelsea, they need to get Lukaku going again. I mean, this man can't be on this long of a slump. Uh, You know, Ben Chilwell can't be their leading scorer. So uh, that's that's yeah. just my take on it. Brian said that <laughs> uh, he says he actually quote tweeted Antonio Rudiger. Rudiger said, someone explain why uh, he's not nominated for the Ballon d'Or. What a performance, Edward Mendy. Brian says Mendy is even more underrated than Christensen. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, uh, let me this whole Rudiger thing. So, like, you imagine you're a center back. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're playing yeah. that alongside another center back, right? It's yes. a tough job, right? Now add another center back to that. Does that make your job a little bit easier? Of course. So when you play five in the back, defending is a little bit easier and it'll make you look a little bit better. Hence why Rudiger probably looks as good as he does and why. But Mendy agreed. Mendy saved a bicycle kick um, <laughs> late on. It was you know, for real, bro. Like that bicycle kick. I don't know who hit it from Brentford, but you... I mean, that was a banana shot. And <laughs> I think it, I, I, it might, I might be wrong here. Might be this lad, Brian Mboimo. This yeah. lad had a bicycle kick from Jesus and it was saved by Mendy. I think Mendy's the second best goalie in the league. Who's your first, Allison? Yes. Okay. So Brian will disagree. He says, Mandy, you think Allison, I, you know, I, um, I'm going to have to watch a few more matches. To see who well, you gotta, it, to put yourself at the top, you gotta like, there's gotta, you gotta be doing it for time. There's a reason why like people put Lewandowski above Holland. It's because Lewandowski has been doing it for a while. Yeah. It's like kind of, it's along that line. That's how I look at it. I don't know. Who do you think? What, what's the minimum amount of time? If you were to rank Edward Mendy can do this. Before he's mentioned for keepers, two years, two years. Okay. All right. In your opinion though, if you were um, just randomly picking up a goalie for your team between Mendy, Ederson and Allison, and we could put De Gea in there. I think it's, I think it's so difficult to judge. Rank them one to one to three. And then you don't even have to mention the fourth. 
I don't know. I can't. I, I just think it's so difficult to judge a goalie because a lot depends on the defense, right? The clean sheet comes from the defense. And you mentioned having X amount of people in the back. And I also think you could categorize them. Maybe one's a better shot stopper, but another might be better with their feet and distribution. And we're seeing that there's a big uh, meshing of that. So are you adding all aspects together? Because well, for I'm instance, saying like, if you're picking a goalie for your team, who are you picking? Like, it's pretty straightforward. Like you're well, it's just not David Day. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put him on the side. I'll yeah. put him on the side. He's had trouble stopping penalties. He's made a few errors here or there. So let's say, um, yeah, let's say you're going into the Champions League final and you have all three of these goalies on your team. Who are you starting? Ederson has made a couple of wild plays in the past, like, half year. It, it, I mean, I would have said him last year, and I've seen some wild plays of his coming out of the box, like sliding recklessly. So I'll put yeah. him at three. It's really difficult between Allison and Mendy for me, honestly, right now, because those guys are both really good at, sh- at stopping the shots. And I think there's a brief, brief, small advantage to Allison on um, playing it with his feet. Um, I don't know I if Mendy has to do as much of that, but, you know, because he has three in the back, so he just rolls it to his defender. It's tough. I, I 1A, 1B, essentially, and and – Maybe because of what you said in terms of the timing, because I know Allison's been there for years and Mendy's been there a short amount of time. But I think if it's at this trajectory, Mendy can pass him. But for now, I'll put 1A Allison, 1B Mendy, 3 Ederson, then a lot of other people after that. There's there's a little gap there. You wouldn't put the hay at 4 anymore? Uh, not that much? I'm not terribly interested in De Gea's actions lately, but yeah, we'll see. Would you would you put uh, Emmy Martinez above De Gea? Right now, he did make a mistake this past week, but I'll, yeah, yep, I'll take him. Over and then, how about Ramsdale? I like him. He's young, though. I'll put oh, okay. him somewhere at like seven, eight. It's too early. He's only played like what five games. He's been great. I mean, there was one shot that was questionably gave up recently, but. Uh, he needs wit. He's one that needs more time to, to prove himself because he's been on a couple of relegation teams. So, you know, <laughs> this is where I'm going to take time to shout out Michael, uh, Michael friend, friend up there. Yeah. Friend of the pod though. Um, David Ray. <laughs> oh God. Our <laughs> David Ray, our, our impression of him, yeah, that error in his picture is wild, but our impression <laughs> of him, I don't know if anyone saw the playoff that Brentford was in a couple of years ago. Ari and I were watching it. I, I, of course, was rooting for Brentford. And he gave up one of the worst goals I think we've ever seen in our lives. And I remember telling Ari, I'm like, we're linked to this goalie all game. And then that goal happened. I was just like, oh, my God, I hope not. But yeah, he's, he's been good. He's good. He's not bad. That was just one bad error. Goalies have that in their locker. So, um, yeah, let us know at the footy corner, too, your top three goalies. Who would you pick today, right now, on your team? I think a lot of people, I think even – uh, Steve made a point of saying Edward Mendy to him is the best goalie right now. Um, but just uh, interesting scenes. I think they're both very elite, in my opinion, these two that we speak of. Uh, shall we go to the next one? Yes. All right. Uh, this one I put here because of the wild ending. Uh, Arsenal 2, Crystal Palace 2. Uh, Aubameyang started out early, looked promising for Arsenal. And then they gave up a goal to Benteke, which they seem to do all the time. Um, Otsun Edwards scored as well. And then Lacazette scoring in the 90 plus five minute uh, past the you, death. I'll let you take this whole segment because you're the one. A, it's your team, and B, you're the one that got into Twitter beef. So you, uh, 
you take this one away. Well, I'm going to ask you about the Twitter beef in a second because I, you know, but let me just give a few stats, a little trivia for you. So let's play a little trivia. Since his Arsenal debut, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang has scored 91 goals in 156 appearances for Arsenal. Only two players have scored more in that span in the Premier League. Can you name those two players that have scored more than Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang since he came into the Premier League? Robin Van Persie and Thierry Henry. No, no. I mean, it has to be from when he came into the league. <laughs> oh, like you, any team? Yeah, I mean, any team in the Premier League. Ever since he came into the Premier League with Arsenal, okay. he scored 91 across 156 matches. Two uh, players in the Premier League have scored more than him in that time. Salah? So Salah is one of them. He has 109. And Harry Kane. Harry Kane has 99. That's correct. And then the other trivia question. Christian Benteke scored his fourth goal at the Emirates. I think he only has like five goals ever since, you know, in, in other competitions, four of them at the Emirates. Only one player has scored more at the Emirates. I'll give you this hint. He was the striker of a title-winning side. Quite at recently. the Emirates. That doesn't play for Arsenal. Hasn't Correct. Played doesn't for play Arsenal. for Arsenal. I mean, they can't play for Arsenal if he's won a title recently. Um, five goals. He has one more than Benteke. It's not Aguero. So think title winning side strikers. Chelsea. Drogba or something? Not Drogba. He was on that team or? Not Chelsea, not City. Vardy? Yep, Jamie Vardy has five. It's Leicester. Uh, Anyway, um, yeah, I'll get in the match now that we did that. I think he scored some pretty insane goals against all of our teams. I think every team has been a victim to an insane Jamie Vardy goal. Oh, yeah. Or a clutch one, yeah. He still has it. That man, Red Bull and Skittles. He knows how it is. Uh, I'm just going to yeah, go over it briefly. I mean, it's there's no question this was a disappointing performance under a disappointing result. Uh, it's a team that looked good for 20 minutes and then looked like shit. And the goals they gave up were just two bad giveaways. I mean, just errors that led to goals. I think I read a stat. It was the first time since 2017 that they turned two balls over that led directly to goals in, in fashion like that. And I think it's okay to be disappointed, but, but it's something I said a while ago too, I said, this seems young. And with a young team, what do you get? You get inconsistent play. You're going to have days that are good. You're going to have days that are bad. You're going to, they're going to look great. Like they did against Tottenham. They're not going to look like shit all of a sudden, like they did against palace this past weekend. Um, I think what's worrying to most Arsenal fans is that Mikel Atard has been at the club for 22 or 23 months now, 22 months. Patrick Vieira has been at his club for two months. And he looked like he had organized his club to play his style quicker. And he's failed at two different clubs than Mikel Arteta has, has done here. So I think that was a concern. Um, and so I think, yeah, you can be disappointed at the team. Now, here's where I want to ask your expertise on this one. I want your opinion. Isn't it still okay to cheer for a late equalizer? Zero points are better than one. It's not to say it made up for the game. It's not to say, well, hey, you know what? That was amazing. We came back. We drew. You can still be disappointed in the result, but you can still like cheer when your team scores. Otherwise, you're miserable. Thoughts? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think anytime your team scores, like, brings a little bit of joy to you. You know, like whether the situation, especially mm-hmm. if it's a draw. I mean, like one point, essentially that goal equals a point. So, like, Does. yeah, you're gonna from the moment you're gonna cheer. Mm-hmm. And maybe, you know, be happy for a little bit. But after that whistle blows, like usually like 
that high comes down really quick when you realize like you you drew a team that wasn't like elite per se, you know, mm-hmm. at home. So, I mean, it depends. Like if, if you're talking about right after the goal, then like, yeah, you should cheer. Like, obviously, like, can you imagine scoring? Can you imagine a goal being scored in a stadium and no one cheers? Like that'd be kind of awkward. Right. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> That's so what I'm like, talking about. Yeah. You're going to maybe, I mean, maybe the cheers won't be as loud. Right. But like, mm. um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you're right to cheer it, but like, if after the whistle blew and like there was like time to like calm down and realize what happened, and you're still just like, man, I'm buzzing over this result, then that's like too right. far. Then you're just like, all right, bud. But like, yeah, after a goal, um, yeah, you should you should be happy about it if it's an equalizer. Yeah, if it's like yeah. two one, maybe no. <laughs> you know, maybe right, you, right, yeah. Um, yeah, it was the last kick of the game. Anyway, this guy, FK Hanaj, t- tweeted, celebrating an equalizer to Crystal Palace. What a club. I mean, I agree. Overall, you should be happy to draw. And I Is asked, the account like a Man City account, though? Like, no, that's what I'm he's in Arsenal. I follow, actually, these are some Arsenal accounts that I follow very closely. And I don't respond to them usually. Or if I do, it's positive stuff. So it's actually just kind of like, I'm like, so I got kind of annoyed by that because I said, well, what am I supposed to do? Boo? Like, sorry for having some joy to salvage something from a bad performance. It's not what we want, but it's also no reason to be miserable, you know. And, and then actually some guy, the AFC muzzle, who he's one of the worst complainers I know on the Internet, but I only follow him because he knows the ITKs and he sends me a lot of the ITK information. And he just goes, yes, you're supposed to. Boost. <laughs> I just I just don't get it. But um, anyway, you know what this I'm not saying we're going to come to this level, but do you remember when people gave. You guys crap for celebrate. Was it a draw? What happened that you guys did when you were starting to get better again? In hindsight, though, like it was a little ridiculous what Liverpool did. Like, yeah, they drew uh, like a relegation side. It was like Villa maybe or someone. I don't know. But then they went to the fans and did the whole thing. In hindsight, like if if I were um, an opposing fan of Liverpool and I saw that, I would 100% be part of the group that makes fun of them. Like if I'm being honest with you. And that's fine. But my, my point being, though, that team, that team grew from that game, actually. It, it actually, if you think about it, worked out for them decently in the long haul, right? They, they actually eventually got better. Yeah, but like no one on that team is on the team, was on like the successful, oh, except for like Jordan Henderson and like, I'm trying to think of another person. I can't. <laughs> for right. me, I'm just I'm thinking, it, well, they, they got propelled a little bit that season. It was enough to bring in some good players. I just, I'm just thinking, hey, anything that keeps some morale up, I feel like a draw will keep morale up more than a loss, especially when you got a young team. So, again, I'm just going to see where they go from here. I just know there are going to be days like this game, and uh, you just shrug and say, well, we were eighth last year. What can I ask for? I can't ask for them to beat everyone. So, uh, let's see what happens to them here coming up. Uh, any takes you have on that before we move on? Yeah, I've been saying it for like a year now. I think Arteta is a terrible manager. Like, I'm just going to be straightforward. Like, he's terrible. Like, there hasn't, there's maybe been like one or two good games that he's had managed, but everything else he's been outmanaged. And like, the reason why like this loss isn't a good, or this draw isn't good, and I understand the frustration is because on paper, when you look at the, the team, they are so much better than like, it's kind of like with Ole. Like they don't get the best out of their team. I genuinely don't feel that. And like, I don't think the players play for him. Like, yeah. That's just how I am. Like, I don't, 
And then when he speaks in the post, like, I don't know, this is just me personally. When Arteta like talks on the mic, he doesn't like, it's not like someone important is talking. Like, I just don't get that feeling as they do with some other managers. Like there's some managers that are absolutely fucking awful, but they give that thing. I, I don't know. Arteta just seems like he's out of, he's like in a little bit over his head or he's, he's not ready or not as confident. I don't know what it is, but um, yeah. that's just my take on it. Like, I don't have a problem. I don't think like the Ben White um, slander is totally not, um, what do you call it? Like, it's not valid. Right. Right. So yeah. I, I think all their players are good. There's not one player in Arsenal. You tell me like this guy's shit. I, will, I don't believe that. Like there isn't one guy I think is terrible. So then there's no reason for Mikel Arteta to have all these terrible results. And it seems like the past two seasons, yeah, it's good to like be happy with a draw. But like when Liverpool did it, like you said, it, it, it changed, things changed after that. I feel like we get this same thing. We've had this with Arteta the last two years where you celebrate something like this, but not that, I mean, it hasn't really changed. Well, we're not celebrating the result. I was just talking about celebrating the goal. But like, yeah, yeah. But like, I'm saying if we're comparing it with like the whole Liverpool situation, like I just feel like there have been some results where it's like cheered, even if it's a draw, like considered a good draw the past like two years. And like, I don't know. I just feel like things just haven't changed. And and the only way you could change that is by bringing in like a a decent manager, like a decent to good one. I guess they've worn, they've worn me down. I just can't be miserable anymore. I suppose. So (laughs) I'm just saying you should be miserable. I'm just saying like, how bad people campaign for Wenger to be out. Like the campaign should be 10 times worse for this guy. Yeah. Oh, and they've ramped up. They've ramped up. They're quite a good amount um, that do want him out. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, bring in Graham Potter. That's what I've been saying. Uh, well, another one. Zidane, Nate. Zidane? I don't know about Zidane. <laughs> I want Graham Potter over Zidane, mate. I'm telling you. I'm yeah, that's, a wild, that's a wild. That's a hot take, bro. No way. Graham Potter's a fucking electric factory. You, you So you'd rather Graham take, if Zidane said he'll come to Arsenal, you'd rather take Graham Potter than Zinedine Zidane? Yes. Unless Zidane's going to play. If it's to play on my team, I'm taking Zidane. The man what has is- Graham Potter done that Zidane has? Graham Potter has brightened in fourth place. That's what Graham Potter's doing. Has Graham Potter won the Champions League more than like three times? No, but he also didn't have the roster that Zidane had. Graham Potter has Neil Mop as a striker, mate. So what is so is Graham Potter better than Pep Guardiola, according to your logic? No. Well, I mean, Graham Potter never had caliber as Pep Guardiola. I'm just I'm a big Grand Potter guy, so I'm a little Grand Potter. <laughs> just saying, bro. All right, let's move to let's move. Grand Potter or uh, Zidane. Let us know who you guys think should. Just and the answer for everyone at home. You should be saying Zidane right well, it's now. Probably also because it's an English team, and I feel like Grand Potter. You know, he's I don't know racist. Proper. Well, you're the one that said a captain should speak That's English racism, last week. Mate. Mate. Said he's English. That That's was right. you. You're the one that said the, the who did you say didn't speak a word of English? Was it Diaz? Yeah, you said Diaz. I've never seen this man speak English. <laughs> this is wild. All right, let's let's move to West Midlands Derby. Usually, I wouldn't talk much about this game, but it was this game was crazy. You know, Aston Villa up two nothing, no goals in the first. Then Villa goes up two nothing. Ings and McGinn, and then in the last ten plus minutes, Roman Sykes scores in the 80th, Connor Cody scores in the 85th, and Ruben Neves on a deflected shot in the 90 plus five wins it for Wolves massive scenes 
away in the away stands. Uh, you know, <laughs> that might've been one of the craziest endings I've ever seen. I even bet on Villa, but I was just like, this was crazy. Um, what were your impressions of that ending? I thought it was bananas, mate. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It was crazy. What next for Villa? Let's look at the team that suffered in that. They only have 10 points in their first eight matches. Um, what's what's going to come of them? Do you think that could really deflate their season? Yeah, I think so. Um, it sucks because uh, I'm a big Villa guy. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think I think they have a good enough team to stay up. I mean, they're only 13th. You know, we can say they only have 10 points in eight games, but at the end of the day, they're teams like Burnley, Norwich, and I think we could still put Newcastle in that. I mean, they yeah. haven't bought anyone yet, and we don't know who's willing to go. I mean, imagine you have a bad performance for Newcastle. You might be missing the next day. <laughs> like, Oh, God. Um, but realistically, like I was going to say, there's also like, okay, let's say Newcastle does bring in like good players and they're clear. You still have teams like a Watford in there, like Southampton. Those are teams that I think Aston Villa is better than. So um, yeah. that's yeah. why I think Villa is clear, like they're safe. But like, I mean, it's not like they're they're getting – um, there's some words you can't say anymore. It's not that they're getting like beat down bad um, by other teams. So I don't know. You know, it was a close game and it was uh 95th minute losses. Don't, they just feel like you shouldn't have lost sometimes. So I don't know. Yeah. They have the better players. I think they're the better team. They had more Wolves. chances than Wolves. They created more chances, but then again, you could create more chances if you don't put in the back of the net. Then, Just yeah. folded in the last 10 minutes, you know? And and it wasn't too long ago we were ripping on Bruno Lage of Wolves and saying, man, Wolves are pretty shit. Wolves have won their last three matches. They've won three in a row. They've beaten Villa, Newcastle, and Southampton. That's nine of their points to shoot up the table. Um, yeah. I mean, not, not that they're like high in the table, but they were at the bottom or near the bottom. Now they're in 10th. Yeah. Uh, so, so they've come up. Do you think that this is just like a momentary streak? It is Newcastle. It is Southampton. And they, you know, it was a derby against Villa. So maybe they stepped up. Um, or is this Wolves team kind of back? Well, I think they're, I think their losses were against good teams. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the league cup, if you want to count it, they lost to Tottenham. Um, they've lost to Manchester United, Tottenham, Leicester. I'm going to, yeah, Brentford's a bad loss, but like <laughs> my point being is like majority of those losses were against teams that you peg them to lose against. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And the teams that they're, you peg them to win against, they're doing it. So, and Villa, honestly, you could have just said at Villa, maybe draw. So that's how I would have marked it down on, on my schedule. Um, so I think that that's, that's good. I think they're winning the games that they should, honestly, and they're losing the games that are expected. So they're kind of hanging around exactly where we'd expect. I think people just jumped on them quick. Maybe I'm, I'm one of them too, um, because they had a really tough schedule to start off with. All right. More to learn from Bruno Lage's team coming up in the next three, four matches. I, I agree. I, I honestly don't know how to judge them. I, I yeah. can't. I can't yeah. tell. Some matches they look great. Even in that Tottenham that lost, they look the like, Has Raul eight. scored this season? He did score his first goal. I don't remember when it was, but it was a big moment. He's gotten one. He's gotten one. Okay. So I just I know he scored he on so he scored against El Salvador um for Mexico. Yeah. Oh, okay. Day. Yeah, he had one for Wolves too. And it was a it was a special moment, but 
I don't know. It was rough to see. He used to, he was so good. He was so good before the injury. Um, yeah. Let's talk about some words that you can't say of teams doing things to other teams. I'll call them shit bumpings. Uh, to yeah. me, the, the, the teams that I I now consider my top two in these. In, if we're to do power rankings today, now I've I've boosted them up. Uh, Liverpool winning five nothing at Watford. Uh, Mane and Salah scoring to add to a Firmino hat trick, um, and then City two over Burnley. Um, Silva and De Bruyne, you know, score wise wasn't as big, but they, I mean, they didn't look like they were going to give that match up at all. Um, I want to give a shout out to Sadio Mane. He's the third African player to hit hundred premier league goals. Can you name the other two? Um, to, to score what it was, uh, hundred premier league goals. Oh, uh, so Salah. Yeah. He just did it right recently. Yeah. And the other African Drogba. Yep, it is Didier Drogba. Man, you're you're on fire today with the trivia, I must say. Yeah. Um, and then, so yeah, I, I want to say these two teams, they sit at second and third in the table, but I feel like the last few weeks, stylistically, you know, you look at how they've played in these matches, how they've played in Champions League. I know City got through a tough week. Uh, Liverpool played well in this one. We'll talk about their Champions League match a little later. Do they kind of, even though they sit two and three in the table, do they, are they your top two teams right now? Um. I would, I don't know. Maybe it's just because of nostalgia. I'd still put City at second. Okay. That's just me though. Uh-huh. Um, and you put Liverpool at first. Yeah. And you yeah. put Chelsea at three. I think when, when Liverpool has the right lineup and they're all like at their best, I think if every team is at their best and yeah, I, I don't think like Liverpool is necessarily beatable. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying to beat Liverpool, I think you have to take him to pens. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. So, the, uh, then, but City that's, I'm, I'm a Liverpool fan. So, that's just, but I, yeah, I, I rate City higher. I think just the experience that they got too, on top of like Chelsea's, well, I mean, they won the Champions League. So, <laughs> I don't know. City has won the league like a lot of years. So, three out of four. So, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll come more of these teams at the Champions League. Just something to think about as they, Whoop the shit out of teams at the bottom of the table. Who would you put at two and three? Uh, I like actually right now it's the same. I have the same thing. I actually have put Chelsea down to three. Uh, that's what I was getting at with this. And I put these teams at one and two. I actually am putting Liverpool at one and City at two with how they're playing right now. If if yeah. I had to go in, like if I'm saying, hey, Arsenal can play these teams in this order, who would I think they have the best chance to beat and be Chelsea out of those three? Then I'd Gosh, I wouldn't fancy our chances against any of the other. Did they beat Chelsea, or yeah, they did last year, but not this year. Last year they beat them twice. They they did the double on them, <laughs> but this year they've already lost to them, and they've already lost to City, and they're going to lose to Liverpool soon. So I, I mean, I don't know. It's a it's a tough one, but but to say like I have a feeling that we can do something, whereas I, there are some matches I feel like we have no hope, and that'd be Liverpool and City, whereas. Chelsea, maybe it's because we've beaten them. I, I just am like, oh, maybe we can pull it off. But yeah, that's where I get my power rankings from there. Uh, more on those teams in the Champions League. I was going to briefly go over this one, but a lot of stuff came up in our comments about it. Newcastle 2, Tottenham 3. Callum Wilson scoring right away, and, and we thought, here it comes again. But then Spurs sorted out and scored four straight goals. And Dombele, Kane, Son, and then Dyer decided to score on his own goal. So um, that made it 3-2. Here's a crazy stat that I thought was nuts and I wanted to shit. That this is the fourth match in a row that Spurs have conceded in the opening two minutes and won. 
so that they've given up. So basically, if you play Spurs, don't score in the first two minutes. Otherwise, you're going to lose. In the other matches, are you ready for this? Here were the scores after they gave up a goal within the second minute. They beat Bournemouth 5-1 in October of 2015. They beat Southampton 4-1 in December of 2016 and beat Manchester United 6-1 in October of 2020 after giving up the first goal within two minutes. Wow. So don't give up the first goal. Um, Tottenham, don't look now. They're fifth in the table. I have to give them props for that. That's impressive. Um, and a fan almost died at St. James's Park. And you were watching when this happened. So what can you describe the scenes? Because I was not watching when this happened. Yeah, it was really random. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that was him yawning. Yeah. All right, it go ahead. Really, it was really random. Um, I guess I didn't know what happened until like Regulon, I think is his name. Um, I think he saw it and stopped the whole play and did the whole, you know, and then Eric Dyer, shout out Eric Dyer, um, got the medic who looked confused, like on what to, where to go, what to do, Dyer point where to go and, um, to get the defibrillator. I don't know how the fan's doing, but yeah, I think he had a heart attack or cardiac arrest, one or the other. Um, but it stopped the game for a while, man. I mean, geez. And it had me thinking, if that happened at a baseball game, would they stop the game, you think? That's a good question. I don't know. I'm not sure. Or like an NFL game, you know? That's a good question. Well, because the medic wouldn't run across Mm -hmm. the field, would they? Maybe. Maybe they would. I don't know. I I just don't see American sports stopping the game for this kind of matter. (laughs) Right, <laughs> sounds terrible. I and I do know. I wanted to share that the guy is okay. They've been they've been uh, they've been post shared saying that uh, this is the doctor that saved yada yada yada. So, but yeah, it's a good question. At the footy corner, do you guys think they'd stop? I just don't. I don't think American sports would stop the game. They'd be like, well, that's that was going to happen. But but hopefully they have something ready to save the person because it's scary. I mean, we saw it live in the Euros. You know, you, you see the moment like this, people probably running around wondering what's going on. Um, yeah, there's that. So I just, this is my brief moments to give props to, to Tottenham. Do you have anything nice to say about Tottenham before we move to Newcastle? Oh, oh. Um, who won that game? Tottenham made three, two. Oh yeah. I said, <laughs> I guess, sorry. Does it oh. They're fifth mate. Um, but yeah, uh, the, the latest in who's going to so be chic, not happy. No, MBS is a madman. So he and, fired. Oh, is that later on, or are we going to? Well, talk we about can it? talk about it right now. MBS has fired Bruce Steve, aka Steve Bruce, friend of the pod. At least he let him get his hundredth game. That's true. Or thousandth game. Sorry. sorry. Definitely not Mab- Mike Babcock. Correct. Uh, so Mike Babcock is worse than MBS, is what we're getting at. Correct. Because for those that don't know, Mike Babcock scratched Mike Bidano when he was one game away from a thousand in the last game of the season. Yeah. So if you look at Mike Bidano's stats, and you didn't believe me when I said this last time, but you look at second, second greatest American hockey player of all time, too. Yeah. If you look at his actually it's debatable, but yeah. Nine ninety nine. That's what it says. So what are you saying about him? About who? Madano, you're saying something? I was saying I, I call him the second best American hockey player ever, but then that might be debatable. So yeah, because you like you like a few others. Yeah, Chris Chelios. Oh, okay. I was surprised. I thought you were going to say something about Kane Matthews. Matthews. Yeah. Kane's one. That's that's not even okay. a debate, bro. Oh, there you go. Uh, 
Yeah. Matthew's got some time left. So, and who, who's going to be rumored to manage Newcastle this week? Do you know who, who it is? It's Wayne Rooney. So the rumors went around. That apparently They're going to hire him? No, I don't think they are. You know, wasn't he just week. with like escorts like two weeks ago? Probably. But you know how every week something comes out. It says, oh, this guy's on the short list. This guy's on the short list. Well, now apparently Wayne Rooney, who had a disastrous run of charge at Derby County, um, said he'd be interested. He's on the quote unquote short list. Um, so keep your eyes peeled and out. I don't know. That's that seems like a bad move. Yeah. Well, I agree. I, I don't think it's a good one. I'm not sure if it happens. What has Wayne Rooney done to prove Maybe the MBS is a big fanboy of Wayne Rooney. So that's I don't what know. I'm thinking. That's honestly what I'm thinking. <laughs> like, why would you hire him? Um, also, fans at the match, I feel kind of bad. They they joined the away end, which was singing "You're Getting Sacked in the Morning" to Steve Bruce. So. <laughs> He had a whole stadium singing that to him. I really feel bad. I mean, I kind of feel bad for the guy. He's he's a nice. He didn't deserve this. He didn't deserve this. Um, Eddie Howe's also been linked, by the way. So. Well, um, Elaine Saint Maximum uh, put a really good Twitter post. So, um, yeah, I think you should check that out on Twitter when you. What did it say? It was a long, drawn out thing. Here, let me see if I could if I can bring it out. But like, it was. It was very heartfelt. It had almost had like 240,000 likes. Wow. So while you pull that up, uh, there was a poster. I don't know if you saw it outside St. James's Park. Steve did tweet about this. Um, first game under new ownership. And there's a poster outside of Jamal Khashoggi. We mentioned him on the pod last time. On the van. Yeah, his picture was there. And Steve said, and apparently a plane was being flown over St. James Park with a similar message saying that he was murdered. Um, yeah, that's not going to do anything though. Welcome so, to yeah. politics. All that's going to happen is MBS is going to find who's in charge of this and he's going to also. I don't know if you saw on Twitter, big fan of all the Newcastle fans that dressed in the outfits. <laughs> it was a lot of them on the trains at the game. It was amazing. They've that been told awesome. to stop though. Did you hear about that? No, <laughs> they've been told to stop because they think people think they're making fun of like people's ways of living. I think. I mean. <laughs> It's funny though, like it's hilarious. <laughs> well, for someone like us, you and me, it might be, but those uh MBS and his disciples might not be fans. <laughs> you never um, know, mate. But here's the message that Maxim Mean wrote. Okay. You you are without a doubt one of the most gentle people that I have ever met in the world of football. You have been a man of your word, a caring man, and a fair man who never hesitated to protect us. I will never forget how you treated me. For that, I will forever be grateful. Wow. This picture. Oh, my goodness. That's incredible. That's incredible coming from Alain Samaximin. Wow. We should definitely get that the intern to tweet. 243,000 likes. Wow. And, yeah, that's, I mean, that's a really good, uh, I mean, good statement, I think. And, uh I think it's rare that to find players to reach out to coaches, whether they're scared of like backlash from the upper management or stuff, but it's, it's good to see St. Maximine kind of like, I mean, notice how he didn't say like, I think it's very obvious that Bruce Steve is not a good tactician, but I think he's a good person. And um, I think he helped Maximine um, 
become the player that he is. So, um, and yeah, we just had the intern retweet that. So uh, please go ahead and check that out. So, yeah. So, so, I mean, he probably deserved to get fired, but, (laughs) (laughs) but he's a good guy for how far that can get you in life. So we'll see if he, do you think he manages any other teams again? Is he he doesn't have, he doesn't have to, but has he ever had a good spell? He got hauled to the FA Cup final. Maybe he could go back there. Okay. <laughs> we'll see where Steve Bruce ends up. Um, he might just retire. He's getting older. He could be an assistant for someone. Or, mate, Bruce Steve at Arsenal. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Can you imagine? That's, that's you. That's all you, man. All right. Uh, just to round out the action in the Premier League before we get to the European act, uh, matches, Everton 0, West Ham 1, Agbana the only goal in that match in what was a lot less exciting than what we expected. Uh, Broja scoring for New Southampton in their one nothing win over Leeds. A very young player, 20-year-old, uh, promise for Southampton. Um, probably heard that a bunch. And, of course, Norwich and Brighton draw 0-0. I think Norwich has drawn 0-0 many times this season. Uh, horrendous team to watch. I will say this about Norwich. They're the only team this season to not have a single lead yet in the Premier League. <laughs> We're about eight matches in. They've they never let one. Are they on track to be the worst team in Premier League history? It's possible. Derby County was the worst, right? But you're going to like this stat. There's one team only ever to have had a longer run of matches without a lead. And it's 15 between April and October of 1995. So a little after you were born, there's one team that just, that just never had a lead. Not Derby. Nope. You're going to love this one. You're going to love saying this. Who? Who wasn't a club before they had oil money? Is it City? <laughs> it is Manchester City. They have the record for longest run without having a lead in any matches go. at 15. There so you go. shout out Jeff. I just wanted to put nice that on history. there. That, that's, that's their history. <laughs> uh, any, any, anything you want to say about these matches aside from their history? <laughs> um, we just named out, you just named all the scores. Yeah. Shout out Liverpool's W, um, Firmino hat trick, um, and then Leeds. Um, what the fuck? That's it. <laughs> okay, I did say Southampton. Remember, we went over teams that have a good stretch. I mentioned Southampton's name because of their schedule. Good start. I'm uh, still not sold on them, mate. Still, well, I'm not sold on them, but I think these next four matches, the schedule works out. We'll go up in the table, and then we'll go back down after. So, um, let's go around Europe. Champions League is back. There were some great matches in the last few days. And I think it starts out with a match that I was lucky to catch a little bit of because I had my students do a little work. So I actually saw three of the goals, I think, while they were doing stuff. Uh, Atletico Madrid 2, Liverpool 3. Um, Salah and Keita gave Liverpool 2 nothing lead within 12 minutes. Then Griezmann scores twice between minutes 20 and 34. And then he kicks. He gets a red card for a kick in the face. Um, that yeah. I don't think was very arguable at all. I think it's yeah, very clear. Yeah, Firmino in the face. Yeah, I think that's that was pretty clearly a red card. Anyone that says it wasn't, uh, that's wild. I, I did hear some shouts. Shout out, yeah. Jeff. Uh, Salah finished a penalty. Now, just one thing I want to say before we get into the exciting and happiness that you were in. Should there have been a, have been a penalty? And I didn't see this moment. So I haven't seen this. I've just seen the talk about it. 
Should there have been a penalty called against Liverpool? I don't know, because people are saying, like you saw Tomas, so we also have another person who's an Atletico fan in Spain mm-hmm. and Barcelona, but I think that was because of Messi, because he's Argentinian, so... Um, but he remember it was weird because in the chat he was saying it's not a pen, but I thought it was a pen. So essentially we were going against our own teams. I was trying not to be biased, but he's saying he, the elbow didn't touch whoever flopped. I mean, it was the flop, but it was like, it was whether contact was made. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It's that's tough. Um, like I said, I, after VAR, I think I would have given it, but I could see both sides. I mean, like if we're, if we're going off of your rules of like the advocates of like staying up and like not flopping, then like, that's (laughs) not a pen. That's not a pen. Right. So, yeah, I I actually was in a chat that also has three other Liverpool people in it and they were split too. So I had two of them saying it was one and one that said it wasn't. Um, Steve actually said it wasn't. So I want to, Steve and I I don't think, you know, Gmail, Gmail, Frank, Uh, his name's Michael really, but, and then Max was saying it was a penalty. You know, Max. So, yeah, um, yeah it's it a very split. But again, regardless, I think it's fair to say that this match was exciting. And I think Liverpool fans should be pretty happy because there's a there's a full on rivalry now. between yeah. teams. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure you don't like them very much because of last Never did. season. And um, and I thought when you guys went up to nothing, I was like, oh, I mean, Atletico doesn't score. So. Is there any concern from you in this defense that for some reason against Brentford early in their year, it happened when they went up, you thought, okay, they got it. And then they gave up a goal. And then this one too, they were up two, gave up two. but I mean, obviously figured it out, but it did have its scary moments. Is there, is there any concern with you on the back line at all? No, because um, it wasn't the back line's fault. It I'm was, not sure I understand. sorry, that's my watch. It was, um, so there Milner and Henderson can't coexist and Fabinho was given the break. If Fabinho was playing Griezmann doesn't score any of those goals. Like that's just a fact. Honestly, mm-hmm. that's the, you could ask Chelsea fans how important N'Golo Conte or any destroyer is on a team. Um, but Fabinho literally alters the game plan. You could, I mean, Pep Guardiola came out and said that saying like they literally planned around Fabinho, like, so I, I'm not concerned because that's not a normal lineup. Um, but it was just annoying that Griezmann did it. And then Bleacher Report was like, the king is back or something like that. Or he's arrived and literally five minutes later, he gets a red card. So I thought that was <laughs> hilarious. Um, it is. It is. But I also want to mention that, like, before this game, Klopp just said he wasn't a fan of the style of Atletico. Mm-hmm. And you know me, I've been saying this for years. They are the most boring team to watch in Europe, like by a country mile. And I should, and it's funny that Klopp said it because Klopp said what I've been preaching forever. So it's nice to know that someone, you know, like him thinks the sim- same thing. But Simeone, you know, he doesn't like Liverpool for, I guess, because of Klopp. And he didn't shake Klopp's hand after the game. He just like ran into the tunnel like a pussy. So um, I don't know. I think he's a loser. If I'm being honest, Diego Simeone is a loser. And he coaches in such a bad way. Like, and, and like Atletico Madrid is such a, a scumbag, like not a scumbag club, but they're losers, bro. Like 
They just want people to feel sorry for them all the time. They're like, whoa, we're Real Madrid's little. That's, I don't, you should never have that mentality in life. So screw Atletico Madrid, screw what they stand for. They ruined Joe Felix's development and career. Bad club. Diego Simeone, you're, you're an asshole. Okay. <laughs> you saw Luis Suarez for 10 minutes. How was that? How was that? So I think the general consensus with Liverpool fans is at first we're mad with how he like complains and, and you know, he continues his shithousery because we've seen this part with when he was on Barcelona and he played us. Right. Um, at this point, it's just, that's just how he is. He does that against everyone and anyone that he plays. It could be against like, it could be against his son and he'll act like a dickhead. Like, you know what I mean? That's just how Luis Suarez is. So whatever. I mean, he's one of the greatest players to play in the premier league. So, and he did it for my team. So I can't get mad at him. All right. So yeah, tune into the next chapter of the rivalry chapter four, November 3rd, your chance to advance to the next stage with a victory. Does Liverpool win that match? If we're healthy. Yeah. But I'd be fine with the draw because, like, we're pretty. Liverpool is yeah. chilling in first. Uh, in That's that true. Group. I mean, yeah, they have nine points. Madrid and Porto have four, and AC Milan have zero. I mean, that's um, shocking. That's shocking because yeah. they're good in Italy. So it is. But a win, so a win in that match gets you through, and you could rest some people maybe. So uh, we'll yeah. see what happens in that one. Uh, another crazy, crazy, crazy match that was today. Uh, Man United falls down. 2-0. They come back and win 3-2. It's a wild match at Old Trafford. Shout out Patterson. Uh, and here we go. That's what we were mentioning earlier. Cristiano Ronaldo getting the uh, the winning goal. Um, bailing out Ole. Bailing out United. This is the second time he scored in three consecutive Champions League games for United. The last time being 14 years ago in November of 2007. Uh, you yeah. probably got more of a peek of this game than I did. What were your thoughts on United's performance? I did not. Okay. But, um, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess good halftime adjustments. Yeah, they're in first. They're now winning the group. Six points. Atalanta and Good Evening have four. And yeah. Young Boys have three. So just like that, you put the Young Boys lost behind you. A couple wins in a row. And you're at the top of your Champions League group again. Also... So, Someone that made an appearance for Atalanta, Davide Zapacosta. <laughs> Waluigi. Do you remember him? Yes. Uh, Chelsea. Years for Chelsea. Yeah. He was one of the, the first people to play in that five in the back system. I think they brought him in for that. So Davide Zapacosta, part of Premier League Chelsea history with that. Uh, one of the first people to play wing back, I think. Shout out to him. Mm-hmm. And he played today and got an assist. So <laughs> there you go. Yeah, he he. You know that that unfortunately for him didn't work out with uh, Harry Maguire even scored a goal today with Rashford and, and Ronaldo. So um, United sit atop their group. Wanted to shout shout that out. Um, How do you feel for, about Atalanta? There, you know what? I I didn't get to watch the match because I was teaching today. But I mean, in general, as a club, their name being Atlanta. That's I mean. At first, I thought it was wild. I think their logo is pretty shit, but I I agree. Is it like a woman with hair? What's going on there? It looks like a little mermaid. Yeah, it's a terrible, it's a terrible badge. Uh, But I'll say this. I did catch a couple games last year on on ESPN Plus, 
and they're 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 exciting. Like they scored and gave up a lot of goals. They're like what Leeds was, <laughs> except better. Oh, okay. They're like a Leeds, except better because they were, I think, in the top four. I mean, they're in Champions League. Um, they're a fun team to watch. Although I I don't think the results this year have been quite as good as they were last year. They're, I mean, they're still doing in general. They're in sixth in Serie A right now. Uh, I mean, Napoli is kind of running away. Napoli has a perfect record for those not. This is a guy gets a chance to talk about Serie A really briefly. Then AC Milan have 22 points. Then there's a cluster there. Inter, Roma, Lazio, Atalanta, Juventus, all within three points. Um, so, yeah, they, they're a fun team. If you want to watch a game on ESPN+, Plus, they're fun to watch. Uh, but, yeah, their name is pretty wild. That's yeah. all I got to say about that one. <laughs> with that. Uh, but yeah, so then, um, you know, I'll, I'll mention another match that had a crazy uh, ending PSG coming back to beat RB Leipzig and Mbappe did yeah. start the scoring off. Um, but Andre Silva and McKaylee, McKaylee, I don't know what his name is, scored for Leipzig, made it 2-1. And then he's back. Leo Messi with two goals, uh, one of them a penalty to win it. Um, it was a Penenka too. There you go. And we found out why he's on pen duties, even if Mbappe wins the penalty, because Mbappe, Mbappe had a chance late in the game. He missed this, uh, like he did in the Euros. Yep. So is is Messi back? That's where I'll start. I think Messi is back. Um, I think they're still trying to figure out like how to get the best out of him. Mm-hmm. And I think that ultimately goes down to Mbappe and Neymar getting used to him, or I guess Julian Draxler. Who I who I believe played with them. I did. I like totally forgot Draxler existed. Like, but he's been there for a while now. Um, yeah. Man, Julian fucking Draxler. That's crazy. Um. But yeah, I think I think he's back. And Mbappe won that penalty actually, um, and gave it to Messi. So, and balls on Messi. I would never take him as someone to do a penenka um, with that important of a kick. But he did it, and luckily got it done. So, um, yeah, shout out, shout out them. I'm I'm rooting for Paris. You know, I think a lot of people don't like the big, the big three that they got, if you want to say. But um, I'm rooting for them. And has Sergio Ramos played a game for them yet, or like what's going on with that? <laughs> I don't know. I think he's still injured, mate. Do we forget that he got he's on their team? Like, I think he's been hurt the whole season so far. Okay. Right. Also, in PSG news, Mario Acardi and Wanda Acardi have split. I did see that. And yeah, and right. for what it's worth, I guess if this is true, this is bananas. But Mario Acardi said if if he can't get back together with his wife, that he's leaving PSG. So I guess PSG's in charge of marriage counseling now too. I don't know. I did hear that. I heard that somewhere. And hey, if that's happening. I want Mikel Arteta or Arsenal on the phone with Mario Icardi right now. Uh, I also heard that he posted something that insinuated they were back together. And then she, not long after, posted her picture of her hand without a ring on and said her ha- uh, that it's better without a ring or something like that. So that's wild. That's it's some drama. For Mario Icardi. That I usually, yeah. That's, that's, and it's a bad look for Mario Icardi. Thoughts? Not good. Okay, not good. So... Yeah, he, he's, he's having some issues there, but PSG as a team, not having issues. Uh, yeah. They are atop their group. Man City sits in second. And actually, Leipzig have zero points out of three. I think they're done. They're toast. They have to hope to try to get Europa over Club Bruges. 
So they're fighting for their Europa lives now. Uh, and, you know, looking at the other English teams real briefly, uh, Chelsea winning quite easily over Malmo. Uh, they're in second in their group. Juventus is in first there. Uh, Christensen, shout out Brian, scoring his first ever goal for the club in his 137th appearance. Uh, so <laughs> Chelsea got the easy win there. City got quite an easy win uh, against Club Bruges, I believe. Um, you made a comment. You actually didn't know they were playing. I had no idea they played. Um, (laughs) I legitimately didn't. I don't think anyone cares about them in Champions League, if I'm being honest. Well, all English clubs did win. So the dominance carries on there. Uh, Bayern won. It was a bit of a struggle early, but they got a bunch of goals in the second half. So they carried that (laughs) over. And I know you were sweating it out. Juve had some trouble. But they they won and stay atop their group after beating uh, Zenit with a very late goal. Yeah. You know who made an appearance late and got a yellow card in the 90-plus four-minute? It was Aaron Ramsey, wasn't it? Yeah. (laughs) That's another guy that we kind of forgot about. I'm surprised he's still there. Yeah, I am too. I think they're trying to sell him, but they can't. Like, they have him on such high wages that no team will take him. So He's been there three years? I think so. And that's one that, like, you know, I mean, he would have helped Arsenal maybe that first year, but he might, I mean, he might be done. So yeah. it doesn't look so bad anymore, him leaving. Um, Ajax smoking Dortmund for nothing. Is that a bit surprising to you? Yeah, I was I was really shocked, especially because I had a bet saying that Holland would score. So every time I, my phone shook and I saw a goal update for that game, I was like, that's got to be my bet coming in. Like, But it just kept showing up Ajax, so... Friends of the pod, Daily Blind and former Premier League players, Daily Blind scoring, Seb Aller scoring. Uh, Mar- uh, Royce did score also, but it was on the wrong goal. I'm wondering if if Royce, if you had picked Royce as a goal scorer, would it count if he scores an own goal? Would you win your bet for the <laughs> Actually, wrong team? That's a good question. <laughs> I don't know. I always wondered, like, what, what happens there? Uh, anyway, Ajax has a forward named Anthony who scored a goal and he's is making Disney. waves though. Yeah. Almost I was going to say a young upcoming kid. How do you, what do you think of Anthony? <laughs> <laughs> that name, it's, it's the wildest Brazilian name since Fred. <laughs> Anthony. You know, I think he's like a skill player. So like he's fun to watch. So I hope he, he makes it because like, I feel like that's kind of a dying breed almost. Um, mm-hmm. I can only think of like Neymar and Arda Tehran being like the last two that I really remember. Yeah. So I'm hoping mean, he's only 20 and um, hopefully he, um, hopefully he comes up and, you know, a big team comes and grabs him. I mean, I guess he's on a big team right now. So I don't know. I, <laughs> I mean, at some point Ajax has made some champions league runs I know they're in a farmer's league, but at least they win it every year. PSG. Um, <laughs> when, at what point do we just say like Ajax are considered like, like up there? Like, they do you know what I mean? I feel like like at, at some point they lost, they lost it. Like, uh, I mean, not some point, but like people looked at them as just like a youth team, but, at, but now you look at their team. They're not youth. They're not youth. Yeah, like you said, Seb Holler, right? Yeah. They have Deuce on Cottage on that roster. Bro, this so I was listening to Talk Sport and they had a whole segment on 
what's going on with Seb Holler? It's crazy because West Ham let him go for nothing. And he's the leading scorer in Champions League and in the Dutch League. So it's like, yep. w- what's going on? Um, I mean, he scored four freaking goals against Sporting Lisbon. And then, <laughs> like, yep. a goal, and then, you know, this dude, he's one of the top strikers in, in all of Europe. And mm-hmm. Dusan Tadis, shout out. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, at what point, like I said, are we going to say, like, this is, this is like, a European giant that might be back. Yeah, they have the pieces. The pieces are there. And I mean, the the thing is, they were in the semifinals the year that you guys played Tottenham and beat them. They lost to Tottenham. I mean, and the way they lost was bananas. I mean, they right. could have easily been in that final. Yep. So yeah, that's it. I mean, that's a team to, to watch. I don't think you should overlook them. I think their performances in the Champions League have been great recently. Uh, they sit at nine points. They look like they're going to go through quite easily. So that is a team, you're right, that maybe some teams will say, hell, we don't mind drawing them. And they're going to regret it when the match happens. And that's why I'm so excited about my schedule. And I know I'm going off topic my schedule next semester because I'm going to get to see some of these knockout matches. And I'm pumped. I'm pumped to see these teams because Champions League has been bananas. And let me say, this is this Dortmund team that they beat, is like right up there with Bayern Munich this year. Like, it's not like it's an off year for them or whatever. I mean, like we've seen, we've, we've seen and talked about Holland. We know about Bellingham. We know about um, Julian Brandt, you know, Akanji, all these guys. I mean, Thomas granted they are missing Gio Reyna shout out, but like, that's, that's wild. I would have never, ever, I thought Dortmund was going to win this game. Mm-hmm. And they lost for nothing. So, shout out Ajax. Uh, before we close out Champions League, any results that stuck out to you aside from what we've talked about to this point? Anything in the standings that's surprising to you that you want to mention? So, two things right off the bat. Unlucky Sheriff. Sheriff did lose finally in Champions League. Um, are they in first still? They're still in top of their group. They're still in so, top because they have the tiebreaker on Real Madrid because they beat them. So <laughs> let's. I want to see Sheriff make the, the knockout yeah. stage. A lot, a lot of people don't know the tiebreaker in Champions League is your head to head, and then it goes to goal differential. So anyway, sorry. Go ahead. No, but I just think it's cool that a team where people I don't know if they're making fun of them or just being like, oh, it's cool seeing their players are just just like surprised to be at the stadiums taking pictures and all this stuff, and they're actually in first. Um, and then I guess like we mentioned, Milan um, zero points in three games. I mean, they almost had a draw at Anfield, and then I mean the loss to Porto is kind of shocking considering how Portuguese teams are doing in Europe this year. So I don't know what Milan's doing in Europe that they're because they're doing well in, in Italy. So that's that's that was shocking to me. There's something that stuck out. I don't know. What about you? I'm gonna have to give a shout out and I and because a lot of the matches what you've brought up are probably the top points. But I want to give a shout out to Unai Emery uh at Villarreal. <laughs> a team that's like drawn everyone this year. They actually won at young boys. They went to Switzerland. They beat young boys four to one mm-hmm. and it propelled them in the group from last place into third. They're in group F for those following. And they're tied with Atalanta and only two points away from United. So to me, this was one of the most important wins. Cause this went from a team that was kind of dead in the water 
to now being back in it. Cause now they get young boys at home. They have two matches at home in the last three. So it could really help them get into that final spot. So if you're looking at a match that I think wasn't the most fun, wasn't the most interesting, didn't have probably the most headline teams, but I think the most important win for me this week goes to Villarreal for beating young boys and getting back in it. So shout out Luna Emery. <laughs> yeah. Two last points I want to mention is how bad uh-huh. Group G is on paper. Yep. Salzburg, Sevilla, Lille, and Wolfsburg. That's a Europa League group, if you ask me. Yep. Second of all, do you think Malmo will score a goal this Champions League group stage? They scored <laughs> zero and given up 11 in three games. So <laughs> do you think they'll score one? Um, I they think they get a goal against Zenit. Zenit. They score a goal against Zenit at home. Okay. One, maybe. <laughs> They're pretty shit. I don't know how they got in. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Shakhtar will score for sure, right? They also yeah, have zero. Yeah, you I think, think against Sheriff Shirley, right? <laughs> you you'd think, but Sheriff, they're the they're the they're the hot <laughs> team down these days. Who's Sheriff's next game against? Sheriff I, has two home games, mate. Don't Enter? don't underestimate. They're playing um, Inter at home and then Real Madrid at home before they go to Shakhtar in the last game. You know, and that la- so they play Shakhtar last, so that means yeah. it's going to be cold in Ukraine. That's not fun. Yeah, but the sheriffs are always ready. So we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> of the sheriffs, I guess. That's true. They the have Moldovans. Have sheriffs, mate. The Moldovans, mate. Or what was that country? What was the other name that they're from? The the T. The oh, Brian probably is yelling at his at his uh, at the podcast. It starts with a T. Um, Anywho, I don't know if you've heard. Moving on, do you have any more statements? Uh oh. Okay, moving on. Uh, Neymar, I don't know if you heard this or saw this, has announced that this will that 2022 will likely be his last World Cup because he's too tired. <laughs> so I, I'm not gonna lie. When I first heard this, or I read it on the screen. <laughs> I read it and I just go, "What a bitch!" And then. Um, and then actually it was brought to my attention that people need rest sometimes and that things are very demanding mentally. And so I got frowned upon for calling him a little bitch. Um, what are your thoughts on Neymar saying that this could be his last world cup? Do you think that's true? He'll be 34 in 2026 and it'll be in the U S no. The only reason why I say no is because I don't think Brazil is going to win the next world cup. Mm-hmm. So like he's going to want to do that. He's going to have another chance to do it. You know, if they got a good team. So, like, and they're not going to omit Neymar, no matter how much he's digressed, you know. So, I don't think so, you know, because he's their captain. Um, I don't know why he said that. I think, I think Neymar is getting to that point on like a personal level where he's like growing up. So, like, I don't know. I just think he needs to relax. Okay. Not, not like take, he's, he's being over dramatic, is what I'm saying. Here, here were the quotes from him. Uh, the quotes were as follows. He said, I'll do everything possible to get there very well. I'll do all I can to win it with my country and realize my dream, the biggest uh, since my boyhood. Uh, yeah. But I don't know whether I can mentally endure another World Cup. So. I think it's just, cool. yeah, I think it's just a lot of media pressure is, is what he's talking about. So. The players in Brazil get, I'm sure. So. Yeah. Yeah, and South Americans like their drama, drama, and more drama. So yeah. when it'll cool down, he'll be playing in the USA, I'm pretty sure. But he won't be as good, obviously. So 
Maybe he will. I don't know, but we'll see. Yeah. He's 29. Right. He'll be 34 at that World Cup. It's it's crazy. Um, just thinking that I remember I'm actually back again. Shout out Naperville. Um, I was sat on this floor right here playing my Middlesbrough career mode. And he wasn't even in Barcelona. And I was like, he was like the young guy, you know, with the nose tape and everything. And now right. here he is 29 talking about um, I'm going to be too tired for the World Cup. Like, I don't know. It's it's crazy how he's grown up kind of. He's been in the spotlight, but been kind of under the radar because he's been in Paris. And we've also had Messi and Ronaldo still around. So I feel like he's um, more criticized and less appreciated. One of the most people like that, like I've ever seen in my life. So shout out Neymar. I'm a big Neymar guy. All right, so we'll see how things line up for Neymar. Let us know at the Footy Corner 2. Do you think the 2022 World Cup will be his last? I say no, you say no, right? No. Okay, Uh, before we get into some other results, let's just, we got to briefly say it. Marie Timo, they stink. They're they're so shit, mate. They lost lost to Varzine. Yeah. Varzine, which is not even in the first division in Paca de Portugal, which is the League Cup. And they had a freaking do it on my birthday. And they've been winless since August 16th. They haven't yep. won a game in two months. Mm-hmm. And now they're playing Vittoria Guimaraes on Friday, who's in that's seven. Not, they're going to lose. That's, that's tough. That's a tough fixture, mate. It's not. So, mate, Maritimo sitting in 13th. Are, are we looking at relegation for this team? Based on form? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what's going on. I don't know why we're losing to these these Sunday league teams, but something needs to happen. I mean, but then again, we we did play like a lot of randos. Yeah. Uh, um some randos to the point where if you look at um the app, um flash score, mm-hmm. we have a player that got a yell in the 36th minute and they still don't know who he was. It's <laughs> Like they don't know who got the yellow, but someone got it. So to ease the pain a little bit, we did put out a bunch of randos. For all we know, it could have been the guy that was selling us our punchas happened to lace them up from our Aitsumo that night. So I don't know. It's possible. That's true. And we also, yeah, you're right. We also did get a uh, a red in the 65th minute, which has been an issue for this team. You know, Alipur gave him the lead and they got a red. Uh, Machado, Macedo. So that was pretty stupid. Um, yep. Then they lost in penalty penalties. And guess who missed the pen? Verdi, Vertigo or whatever yeah. his name. Vidigal missed a pen. <laughs> of course. So did our so did our new boy Ricardinho. So it's not been looking too great for the lads lately. Uh, again, Alipur scored, but this club is in such shambles, mate. When they put their lineup out, they spelled Alipur wrong. The the official club Twitter account. Spelled it A-L-J-P-O-U-R. So they're in fucking shambles, mate. Complete shambles. So we'll see how they do against Victoria Guimaraes on Friday. Um, with that said, let's go check out. We don't have a Mount Rushmore this week, um, but let's check out to see who won our last episode's Mount Rushmore. It was the Mount Rushmore Halloween candy. And with 45% of the vote, Brian won with Reese's Peanut Butter Cup, Snickers, Peanut M&M's, and Starburst, Arin got second at 27%. Uh, 
<laughs> and Jeff's Canadian candies got third at 18 and I got last with 10. I, how did I get last? Is it because of Almond Joy? Like, do people um, bank too much on one candy? Like, that they didn't see the Skittles, Twix, and Hershey's cookies and cream? What's going on here? I mean, I don't know. They love maybe to hate me. I mean, maybe other people had a better draft. Bro, I lost to coffee, crisp, and ketchup chips. Half the people don't know I, what that okay, is. Okay, so something that, that baffles me because, like, even Steve was saying, like, ketchup chips are good. I've never heard of American that's tried ketchup chips. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Steve did say I voted for Jeff. Coffee crisp and ketchup chips bring back memories of childhood summers at Big Basswood. Edibles don't hurt either. It's probably the edibles too. And then Brian said that's that was such wild. a fraud. The edibles one is so fraud because no one's handing out edibles for, for, for Halloween. Like that's not happening. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, hey, well, we let it fly. I guess I'll take the L. No worries. Um, so Brian, you got this one. Uh, it'd be interesting to see over the years how, how we've all done, but anyway, um, so there's those results. We'll do it. Glad, again my, voters, glad my voters came out and helped me out get second place. Cause, um, <laughs> I didn't have the best list when I looked back at it. So shout out to, uh, anyone that supports me. Cause I know you guys vote for me, even though <clears throat> I don't necessarily have the best draft. So, um, keep voting for me. I appreciate it. <laughs> no shout out to listeners. I think I've been last in every single one of these things. So uh, we'll we'll do another one. I think next week there are no European matches in terms of uh, Champions League. So maybe we'll do it next week. Uh, special uh, special edition. We'll talk about that coming up. Okay. So let's go ahead now. Um, and before we get to this week's candidates for announce of the week, let me just run off the winners of last week. There were two that got 0% of the vote. Oh. Are you showing a picture, an old picture um, of me and Purdue here and you and, and our cousin? And you guys were, you know, how old were we in that? Um, very, very, yeah. Bananas. Um, in the yeah, non-school week. School, I think. Yeah, I was in high school. <laughs> Shit, that's a long time ago. That was at least 20 years ago. Uh, the ex-NBA players who, if you recall, we had uh, for non week last week, um, you had the ex-NBA players that committed hell, uh, fraud on health insurance companies. They had 0% of the vote. Felipe Hernandez got 0% of the vote for getting suspended for gambling against MLS. <laughs> Pulled off the old Pete Rose. Hungry fans got 44% of the vote for uh, beating up the steward and being racist. And then you had John Gruden got 56% of the vote. So John Gruden <laughs> wins the nuts of the week for the reasons that we know. But now it is time for this week's potential nonce of the week. You are a nonce, fella. You're a nonce, mate. And we have four straight up candidates. There aren't, there wasn't too much nonsery going on. Um, we'll start with Luis Philippe. Uh, Luis Felipe, he, he, um, he was with Inter Milan. He's now with Lazio. Okay. And Lazio was playing Inter recently down one, nothing. They came back and won the match three to one. So why is Luis Felipe up for nonce? Well, after the match ended, I'm not sure why he did this, you know, because when you lose, you're pretty pissed. And his, his old teammate, uh, Joaquin Correa of Lazio, was not too happy. He's walking away. And Luis Felipe just jumps on his back uh, <laughs> after his team wins. Um, people get pissed off. There's like a mini spat, a mini fight. Uh, and then Luis Felipe gets... <laughs> gets shown a red card. He gets sent off after the match and then he cries. So 
That's why he's the nuts because he got a red card for celebrating a win with an opponent. And then he cried for getting the red card. What, what are your thoughts on this? That, uh, <laughs> yeah. Luis Felipe needs to, uh, needs to think about his actions. <laughs> All right. So he's, he's one guy that's up there. Then another, uh, another story, this one, we're going to go outside of, soccer for these other three because it wasn't too again not too much going on in soccer in Nazi but we got Ben Simmons you all know there's been a saga with the 76ers um he's been wanting to get traded for a while uh you know he wasn't going to show up then he showed up to practice well according to Sam's uh Sharnia very popular NBA uh tweeter analyst he said that Doc Rivers asked Ben Simmons to join a defensive drill today this was a couple of days ago. Simmons refused. Rivers asked again. Simmons said no again. Rivers then told Simmons he should go home, and Simmons then dropped the ball and left. <laughs> so he he basically got kicked out of practice for not wanting to participate in anything. Um, what are your thoughts on Ben Simmons? I kind of saw this happening. Um, this is kind of proof that a player is going to get what he wants. I mean, they're going to, they're going to trade him now. Um, I think you can't keep him, this dude, but then again, professionalism, like that's, it's also, it's that. And it's just like these teammates that you play, you went in the playoffs with played seasons with, you're kind of like turning your back on them too. Like, you know, so. Yeah. He doesn't have much value anymore. There's, you can hold out. I know this is going to sound wild, but you can hold out and do it in a better way than he's doing it. Put it that way. Like if I was holding out, I'd probably contact my teammates or like, let them know that like, they're not the reason why, you know what I mean? I just be like, I want out of this city. Like, it's just a personal thing. It's not you guys, you know, so that you're not letting them down necessarily. And that's, that's what I'm saying. And I feel like he's, he's doing things wrong on every scale. I don't know how you feel about it. Did you, well, I'm not a fan of what he's doing, but and now he's brought his value down. I think the 76ers made a mistake inviting him back. They should have just told him, hey, until we find you a trade partner, just stay home. Like, don't don't show up. We'll pay you, whatever. Because now he drove his own value down and he made himself tradable. Benefit for him, not for the team. Uh, I don't know if you saw it. Joel Embiid also the other day was in a press conference and said, I don't care about this man uh, when they asked him about it. So he's pissed yeah. about it too. Uh, but yeah, Benson... I don't know who's going to go for him. Would you, would you take him on the bulls? Who's our small forward? I think it's Pat. Well, Patrick Williams is the power forward. So it's like a mixture of Levine and DeRozan and ball. These are the three that are kind of rotating. Cause Patrick yeah, Williams yeah. is the power forward. Yeah. I take him. He could be part of the rotation. I mean, like who's to but, say those but, guys are going to stay healthy, but who you have to trade to get him. Would you do it? Depends who. I guess so. Would I create a first-round draft pick for him? Three, four first-round picks, and say it's three or four first-round picks. And Wait, uh, three first-round draft picks? They were asking for, like, four first-round picks and, like, two or three, like, headline players for him. They were asking for a lot. No. That's what the demands were. I'm just and telling you that's what the price is. I, I trade one first-round draft pick and, like, an okay player for him, but nothing more. First-round draft pick and Lonzo Ball. No. 
There you go. I wouldn't do it either. Lonzo well, Ball's my favorite player on the Bulls. I wouldn't know if there were too many people I'd play. It was nice to see them play defense tonight, though. Ball and, and Caruso playing defense made me very excited. Um, all right. So the next one is Nick Rolovich. He's the Washington State head coach that was terminated. I don't mean to make this too political. He was terminated for refusing the vaccine. Now, and that's fine if you want to do that. Um, and Washington State had a fire because that's the state mandate. That's a state law. They can't go around that, right? He refuses. They can't go around it. He has to get terminated. What he is up for an of the week for is that he is suing the school for discriminatory and vindictive behavior. Um, and, and that's what he says. Uh, so, again, what is the school supposed to do if that's a mandate? Why is he suing the school? Shouldn't he be suing the state? Um, I guess so. Yeah. Anyway, that's my take. Just, you know, I think he requested for a religious um, exemption, but it got denied. Whatever process it went through didn't work. Um, he tried to say that he's a devout Catholic, so he can't get the shot. So I don't know. Anyway, that's Nick Rolovich, not the strongest candidate. Hey, that's part of the religion. I can't knock him for it. I mean, like I'm, I, I want everyone to get it, but who am I to tell someone who's a man of, I guess, religion or whatever to say, you know? Right. So. Yeah. But the, the concern I'm is. I'm not buying people, it though. I don't think that's why. That's he, what I meant. Okay. I just because people are using that as a thing. So there's that. And then one I think you would root for or vote for, I put this on here as a personal one. It's Aaron Rodgers. He's yeah. fucking ruining our lives. He ruined my birthday. The, the Bears lost to the Packers on my birthday. And then he had to run around saying I own you to our fans who are flipping off. He does. It is what it is. I just, I just, the guy has ruined so many Sundays of mine. So I just decided to put him up there because this could be one of the final times we could put him up there. Thoughts. I want to say something, but I might get in trouble for it. Just say it. I know you hate it. Aaron Rodgers is a bigger threat in my life than Osama bin Laden and Hitler. <laughs> That's it? Make of that as you will. Okay. So who's getting your vote this week? Luis Philippe for getting sent off uh, and then crying. Ben Simmons for uh, just leaving practice after refusing to play it in the defensive drill. Nick Rolovich for suing the school, even though they had to fire him for mandating uh, a vaccine mandate or Aaron Rodgers for just ruining all of our lives. Aaron Rodgers. All right. You're going Aaron. Today, tomorrow, when I get old in my eulogy, he, (laughs) he won't be in my eulogy, but like he will, he's the worst person to walk the earth. Okay. <laughs> okay. Amazing. Uh, I know you like Tom Brady. Did you hear that he actually played off his joke and laughed at it? Thought it was funny. He won. Yeah, I the Bears. Brady thought it was funny when Roger said he owns the Bears, by the way. That's fine. Okay. Tom Brady didn't do it. Tom Brady would never do that. So, okay. so anyway, put your Tom Brady's man of class at the footy corner two. Again, Luis Felipe, Ben Simmons, Nick Rolovich, and Aaron Rodgers are your candidates this week. We'll see who wins. Uh, let's go to the scores. There was some movement. Are you jinxed yourself? You said, oh, I'm whooping you guys. I'm killing you guys. I'm way ahead. You scored the least amount of points last week. You had seven. Uh, Nikhil had eight. So he stays as the caboose. Brian had 10. It wasn't a great week. 
Uh, Steve and I had 11 and Jeff led the way with 14. Where does that put us overall? Are you still in first at 107? Jeff is in second at 100. Brian and I are right behind him at 99. Steve's right behind us with 98. And Nikhil is 20 off his pace. Nikhil has 78. You got some catching up to do, mate. It's possible. You got a whole season ahead. So you ready to make our predictions? Yeah. Okay. It starts off Friday. So that's why we come out with this episode to you on Thursday. The predictions come, or the matches come Friday. Arsenal had a game Monday. They play again Friday, 2 p.m. Arsenal hosting Aston Villa. Again, I think people go too up and down with these results. I got two on Arsenal. Uh, Alexander Lacazette looked really good when he came on. I think he's going to start this one. I think he's going to score. 2-1, and I'll go Lacazette. Arsenal. All right. Oh, there we go. Uh, Chelsea hosting Norwich City. This could be a bloodbath. Um, I think Chelsea's just going to be nice to them a little bit, though. 3 nothing over Norwich. I got Lukaku finally scoring. He's got to score. I got 3 nothing and the same thing. Okay. So far, we're two for two. Crystal Palace hosting Newcastle uh, on Saturday. I'm going to go Palace 2, Newcastle nil because they're at home. Otsun Edward keeps it going. I'm going to go 1-1. One, one, mm-hmm. And um, I'll go Wilfried Zaha. Okay, Wolf Zaha. Uh, Leeds United and Wolves at Leeds. I think it's going to be 1-1. One, one. Rafinha is my goal score. This is a wild game. It's tough. I'll go, yeah, 2-2. Two, two. You picked a defenseman? Rafinha, no. Rafinha is a defenseman, mate. No, mate, he's a midfielder. He's a, he's a, he's a, he's a, a defensive back, mate. <laughs> he's not. He's a midfielder. You might be thinking of a different Rafinha. The Rafinha on Leeds is a midfielder. I'm not thinking of Spanish Rafinha, mate. I'm thinking of the Rafinha on Leeds. Isn't he a defender? No, I have him on my fantasy team. He's in. The, he's a midfielder in a EPL fantasy. Wow. Are we looking this up right now? No. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Patrick Bamford. 2-2. Two, two. I'm hearing Patrick Bamford has an ankle injury. So who I haven't. This is terrible that you and I didn't notice this, but he hasn't played. On, he hasn't played since September seventeenth. Who? Patrick Bamford. We've been picking him to score goals. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, we've definitely picked Patrick Bamford multiple times. I think every week I pick. Him. I'm gonna find out what he's. Let me find out how long he's out for. He will miss this. He will. It says he's going to miss the Southampton game. Well, that was a week ago. Oh, boy. He's been ruled out against Southampton, but I don't know what that – I mean, maybe he'll play this game, but, mate, he hasn't played for a long time. I'll go Rodrigo. Okay. Rodrigo. How about this? If Bamford scores, I'll still give you a point. Okay, because sure. I feel bad because I might have thwarted you. All right. Everton hosting Watford. Everton three. I think Watford will get one because Everton's defense just can't get a clean sheet. DCL. Um, Everton Watford. I like a two nothing Everton. Uh-huh. And let's put Richie there. All right. Richie's back. Southampton hosting Burnley. God, whoever's watching this, all the power to you. Southampton one, Burnley nil. And I'm just going to go off the cuff because I get all of Southampton's games wrong. I'm going Theo Walcott. One nothing Southampton, Nathan Redmond. Nathan Redmond. All also, right. yeah. super shout out to Theo Walcott because I came across a YouTube video today 
mm-hmm. of his highlights when he was younger. It's just a case of what happened. You know, that's uh, one of the guys that I always think about. Um, his goal against Newcastle. Did Newcastle goal? Did you see that one? That was one of them, yeah, where he like slid and fell. <laughs> um, same thing with Will Shear. Um, all these guys. It's, uh, yeah. it's, it's um, a shame. Well, Mario Goza, all these guys, man. It's terrible. Uh, Saito Berahino. Wow, what a name. <laughs> what a name. Berahino. Oh, he was Where so is good. He now? He's probably somewhere in Turkey, you know? Uh, <laughs> folks, while we look that up, you're looking that up? He's on Sheffield Wednesday. Oh, I forgot. You're right. He, yeah, I, I remember actually I heard something about it a few, like, a month ago. You're right. Is he done? Has he done anything for them? Yeah, he scored one goal in seven appearances. There we go. He's back. Saito's back. All right. Let's hope he's back in the Premier League soon. Maybe not with that team, though. Um, here's my shocker of the week, mate. Are you ready? People are going to call me crazy. I'm going to be the only one that gets this wrong. But if I'm right, I'm a genius. At the Amex, Brighton won, Man City won. Neil Mopay's my goal scorer. Ridiculous. <laughs> why would you say that shout out jeff all right man city to brighton nil um i think this game gabby jesus gets a goal all right so there's that <laughs> probably the more safe bet west ham hosting tottenham as we've been to that fixture before always an awesome match i got west ham two tottenham one michael antonio you've been to it and west ham was at home just like this game um no, it was at Tottenham, mate. Was Actually, no, Harland? it was at Tottenham. Yeah, White yeah. Harland. But, they, but West Ham did win 2-1, which is where my shout-out comes. Isn't this wild that both teams since then have new stadiums? Oh, yeah, it is crazy. It is um, So, yeah, I'll go... I'll go... I'm going to say 2-2. Two, okay. And I'm, you know what? I'm just going to say fuck it and go with my boy. He doesn't necessarily score, always score with Fornells. I, I'm a big, big Fornells guy, so I'm going to pick There you him. go. I thought you were going to go Lanzini for a second. <laughs> no, I love Lanzini, but he never plays. All right. So people are going to think I've taken my crazy pills today, and that might be fine. Long Wednesday. Brentford hosting Leicester. I got Brentford 2, Leicester nil, And my goal score is not Ivan Tony. It's Embuemo, the lad who you saw take that bicycle oh. kick. You ready for this prediction? Let's hear it. Nil nil. Oh, wow. Okay. That's wild. So- if I get it right, do I get the goal score since I didn't have a no goal score? Yeah, if you put no goal score, you get the full four. Correct. No goal score. But zero, some, zero. People, some people have picked a goal score and you get a point if that game is not 0-0 zero, zero and that guy somehow scores. Brian's done no. that before. Okay, you no. go for the full four. I, this has 0-0 zero, zero written all over it. All right, match of the week. That's the, that's the appetizer for Man United hosting Liverpool at Old Trafford. I got United 1-1. I have Liverpool three. And I have most Salah scoring in this one. Three zero. Man United zero because Fabinho okay. and Van Dijk are playing. Liverpool three. Mohamed Salah possible hat trick. Hat trick. Oh, okay. Possible. Okay, possible. All right. So there are the picks at the Footy Corner too. Get your picks in, uh, and we'll see how we did next week. Again, the matches start Friday. You got to get it in by Friday at two p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Eastern. Nikhil, you got to get in by noon. So probably before that, because Elon might not let you out. So let's go now to the gambling corner. Oh, Black Betty, Bam, Bam, Whoa, Black Betty, Bam, Bam, you're going to get 
And this week was not great again. Uh, Arine, you didn't put any bets in. So nope. you were clear. You, you're at zero. Um, I don't know if you meant to and you forgot or you just didn't want to. What was the deal there? Um, I forgot, but honestly, it's a good thing I didn't. Yeah. Uh, Steve won money. He won 320. He picked Monty to score, and he did. He picked Tottenham to win, and they did. But Leeds, he had winning, and they lost there. So he netted 320. Trevor lost $5. He only made one bet. It was on a parlay. United City, Chelsea. United was the team that let him down there. Um, man, I had an awful week. All three of my bets lost. I had a Liverpool City Arsenal parlay. Looked good until Monday. Arsenal did not win. So I lost there. I lost on Villa winning by giving up three goals late. And I also lost on Brighton not being able to score against a shit team. Um, so that was $10 loss. And then Brian had a seven pick parlay. He lost. He missed four of them. Or No. Three of them. He had four out of the seven, but he lost $10 out of it. Um, it was in the City Burnley match. He lost on the over three and a half goals, Foden scoring, and over eight and a half corners. There were eight corners. So he lost those. He did get it right that um, both teams, like it would not happen that both score because Burnley didn't score. Uh, Man City would have more corners. City would lead first and second half. But anyway, those are the SGPs that he runs, same game parlays. So this week, mate, it's a new week. Uh, where does this put us at? Steve's in first, has 28.05. Then a big gap. Second is Trevor at 240. He's up 240. Then third, I'm at minus 11.30. Then it's Arian at minus 33.59. And Brian is at minus 49.12. I'm sure his is just banter at this point. Um, do you want to go first or do you want me to make my picks first? You go first. Okay. So what I've got on hand here, I always do one parlay that I like. I like Chelsea and Everton. Chelsea's playing Norwich at home. That's a home run for me. Everton's got a home match against Watford. So you pick them. It's minus 110. I know it's still a minus, but I like those teams. $6 to win 547. Chelsea Everton parlay, hammer it. Uh, I'm also taking Liverpool standalone at plus 130. I'm putting $2 on that to win 260. And then I'm taking standalone West Ham to beat Tottenham plus 145. Two to win 290. So again, my picks, Chelsea Everton parlay, go with Liverpool over United and go with West Ham over Tottenham. Ari? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> one second here, man. All right, so I got it. Okay. Is it I one parlay see. again? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what is the parlay? All right, for this? Yep. Six teams? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> that was a wild guess. It is six teams. Okay, what do we got? Putting five dollars on it. Okay. Oh, that's that's good. Much better. Chelsea uh-huh. minus five twenty-five. Easy. That's that's a lock. That's a lock yep. of the century to beat Norwich. I had that Everton down. against Watford. Uh-huh. Easy, easy money right there. Sir yep. Elton's not gonna hopefully he's singing somewhere. Um Man City beating uh-huh. Brighton again. Yep. Easy money. They're going to draw. Brentford Leicester. Draw. Oh, God. A plus 235. Uh-huh. Liverpool to beat Man United. Okay. And over two and a half goals in the West Ham Tottenham game. Oh, my God. What is this going to net you on five? It's not dollars? much, surprisingly. Oh, plus, three, 
plus 3,634. <laughs> yeah. That's so a lot of money. Five, so put $5 on it. Uh-huh. You want the payout or how much you win? Win. Just win. $181.70. Okay. If that hits, that is wild. And then I'm not done yet. And then $5 on Liverpool. Okay. <laughs> At plus 130. Yeah. Okay. And what does that net you? That does... Uh, I can probably do the math. 1150. Okay. So 650 winnings. So you can win money for the week if that hits and your parlay does not. <laughs> but my parlay but, is a lock. It's a can't lose parlay. You know, if Liverpool loses, you lose 10 automatically. I was going to put 10 on that parlay. Okay. So, you know, it's funny in your parlay, I picked three of those teams to win this week. So that, there we go. So we're on a similar page. Everyone else at the footy corner Two. any last notes before we log off for the week. And again, like I said, big week, fun matches starts Friday. You can watch my teams and myself suffer over the weekend. I think must watch matches, uh, man United Liverpool, you got, I think Brentford Leicester is going to be good. And I think West Ham Tottenham are going to be good. So anything you want to say to the people? Um, tomorrow starts my journey to eat healthy and exercise every day. Um, are you, you going to blog about goal? it? You ready for this goal that I'm trying to hit for two months? Are you going to blog to the users about it? Are you going to put this out on the account? 20 pounds in two months. Okay. It's doable. I've seen what you do. It's possible. Very possible. And enter that mode. I ended, I ended it all with uh, Chipotle tonight. Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see. That's yeah. what I'm logging off with. Fair enough. Um, well, then with that, I don't have much to say. Again, I told you which matches to watch. Uh, we'll roll again next week. It'll probably just be us again. Until we get to an international break, we bring on a panel. We'll do... You up for Mount Rushmore next week? What? Mount Rushmore next week? Because there isn't much European matches going on. So Yeah, we should. We got to do it. We got to do All right. it. All right. We'll, we'll do Mount Rushmore next week because the European segment will be a little shorter. Uh, with that said, let's turn this over to the man that won the biggest match to me in Champions League, Unai Emery. Aloha. Love you guys. And still, go White Sox. Good evening, Alexa. Please to play uh, my favorite song. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening.